Hello and welcome to another episode of Pitch Cafe podcast, a place where talent meets coffee. Today we have a very talented sales executive. The reason I say he's very talented is because he had several jobs which have honed his storytelling skills. On this show, we usually bring uh, investors, serial entrepreneurs, but this guest, I met him at a founder's masterclass and I was blown away by the way he sells. He's born to sell and you'll discover shortly. Pitch Cafe's show was a series which I started with an intention of roasting, toasting and boosting youth entrepreneurs. And today we have someone who is accomplished in his own domain, but still thinks he wants to be roasted. So without further ado, let me reveal this mystery man. He's Sandeep Chandrasekhar, a, a very accomplished sales executive, and he's going to tell the youth entrepreneurs how to sell, how to generate leads, the art and science behind it. Without further ado, Sandeep, welcome to the show. Thank you very much, Vida. It's an honor to speak with you guys. Just a fair warning. I'm actually probably one of the most idiotic and least accomplished guests you guys may listen to, but hopefully it brings another flavor and we'll lighten it up a little bit because l- let me tell you, I am the least accomplished out of all of her guests there, but I'll spit out whatever I know and happy to go along with this journey along with all of you. So pleasure to be here. All right. I'm going to roast you there. Sandeep, no, you are very accomplished and we'll uh, discover your journey along the way. So you're roasted. <laughs> All right. So let's get started with the first question. Sandeep, uh, what is your one message to the youth who are aspiring to be in the sales? You know, you've had this uh, job in uh, multiple jobs in sales. I mean, you started out uh, in during the pandemic and now you are in this startup called Deliver, and yeah. you are meeting uh, numbers like nobody's business. So tell me, tell me, what is your message to the youth who are aspiring to be like you in sales? Okay. Yeah, well, I actually encourage anyone to try sales, honestly, no matter what profession you do, it could be engineering, it could be arts, it could be kitchenware, it does not matter. It's just cooking. It's just what sales teaches you to do, honestly, is it teaches you to talk to and how to talk to people in the right context. And it teaches you to provide how to handle rejection and no's and how to develop the right skin and behavioral intelligence to interact in any situation imaginable. So I would highly, highly encourage every single person out there, no matter the age, as early as possible, because then you understand, listen, most things in life do not go your way. That's just the reality of life. You can't predict anything. Things just happen so you cannot let other factors or people's like rejections of you kind of discourage you from trying out new things and i have failed every way imaginable in every sense of the word but you keep going and the beauty of our life is every time you fail you'll learn something good so i would encourage every single person to learn sales because it really teaches you to really like learn and situationally adapt to various different circumstances out there and you'll grow up in front of your eyes just because of dealing with people and putting yourself in situations that you would have never thought you would get in. So highly encourage you to try it out for all ways. Sandeep, I really liked what you said. It teaches you how to handle rejection and uh, it is rejection is in everyone's journey. With on that note, you know, I want I I recall one of these interviews of the one of the youngest billionaires in India, and 
he uh, is a very good sales person and he says the only way you know how to sell is not by reading a book not by going to a mentor but by selling so here you are you're very good at the hardest mile of a startup company's journey to success sales is where the company has to nail it to scale and succeed so and you're the lead generation expert the presentation i saw uh, you know which you did at the master class about deliver tell us a little bit about how you went about going lead to lead generating in your current company deliver what oh. was the secret recipe Ah, uh, yeah. I mean, it's still honestly all a work in progress. You're never going to perfect. There's no like exact formula for this. But the number one thing I really learned uh, early on there was, and especially in sales, is that everything is about context and situational because people respond differently in different ways. At the end of the day, you just got to simplify this. You, you got to get from point A, which is you, you're the messenger, and you got to spread your message to reach point B in the right context. So you either can get a meeting, you can kind of move forward in a deal. The very first, the hardest stage in the sales process is honestly the very first stage and trying to get the interest and have a meaningful meeting to potentially have a real business relationship together. Sometimes sales cycles take a long, long time, but getting that first interest and getting someone to want to speak to you about a meaningful reason, that's a challenge because people get bombarded with messages, calls, texts, social media. I mean, information is everywhere now. So getting that information out there and being a proactively trying to get after the people you want to get after it takes an effort because people respond differently in different situations. For example, some people are much more comfortable on the phone than they are on email or on social media or in person, especially in a virtual world now. One of the hardest challenges, especially in the last 20 months, is you have to convince and try to develop a relationship with people who you don't even know at all, have no context, have no physical interaction. You may not have an online profile about the company. So how are you going to convey and craft a message that gets the audience's attention? It could be a target. It could be, so I work in a commerce type distribution company. So I look for either a high-end chief operating officers or executive officers dealing with the operations of the logistics of some of the commerce they're distributing. I'm like, okay, how do I get their attention? Is it the pain point? Is it an emotional connection? And each situation is very, very, very different. There's no magic formula out there. So it's really important, really situationally and contextually to understand, okay, how can I get this person to respond to the message I'm trying to convey to them? How can I communicate that? It could be an email. And the beauty about emails, you can put like screenshots, you can tell a story. It could be like a little personalized, hi, nice to meet you. I am this person from here. There's no right or wrong way. Some people are not emotional. They're just like, just give me the pain point and just, is this worth my time or not? You have to really identify who you're talking to and you have to talk to them in an appropriate way. So really everything, so I said all this to really just say everything is situational and how you convey the message from yourself to the target person to get the meeting, to get like moving with the business process is so important to moving forward. So, you know, Sandeep, uh, this is an amazing encapsulation of, you know, uh, the lead generation landscape, what you just said. Uh, you, you put it beautifully, you said it's very contextual. I think you have very high emotional quotient uh, from what you uh, just described. That is why you're able to judge the context. But most people are not fortunate enough to be blessed with high EQ, uh, especially in a, this minute world. It's a text world. Oh, yeah. So I want to get to your playbook. But before that, can you give me one instance where 
your contextual judgment was good uh, in lead generating and one situation where it didn't go well uh, oh. in, in lead generation. Yeah. Let me so tell you, most of them don't go. You're going to get one fair thing to note with lead. Again, you're talking to people you don't know. There's going to be at least on a good level, five rejections from every one yes on a normal day wow. it will be 10 to 20 rejections to one yet. So you have to understand that not all of your methods are going to work, especially the first try. But the beauty right. is you can try over and over and over and over again to try to really gain that uh, trust. Sometimes it takes a few messages to get the point across. It's like, okay, I have this person's attention. Can we talk? And I want to know more about this. That's the ultimate goal and how we can serve your parents' needs uh, or your customers' needs. So the one formula that works for me, there's really two key aspects. There's two ways to relate to people. One is the emotional context and how do you develop that personalized connection? So usually I'll start off the message, hi, I'm this and I love the way you're doing this because either referencing an article or a post, like for example, I saw this Vietnamese coffee shop. It was just a, it was a beautiful online shop right there. I was like, hey, I really, really love what you're doing with the branding and design with the colors. And I, I really like, really how you're promoting your culture and getting the authenticity of your Vietnamese coffee beans here. So that's how I started it before even getting into the, so I work for a logistics type company before even getting into the logistics of it. So we developed that emotional connection. They're like, oh, he likes our brand. I want to listen to what he's saying. Oh, he does this. Okay. I would love to talk and learn more about this situation. So I want to ask here, you know, not everyone is as uh, perceptive as you are. Like you can connect with people. I can tell. Uh, I have spoken to you earlier, you're, you can connect very well with people, but think, think about it. Let's say there's this uh, uh, person who's struggling with connecting with people. He's uh, sitting with books all day and computers all day and steps out maybe one or two hours a day and hardly wants to meet people. For people like that, do you think they can ever get good at sales? Do you think they have any uh, you know, hope? 100%, actually, most of those people are gonna be good. I'll tell you why. Hey, look at this virtual world we're in, I'll be honest. Every single person I've taught, I started this job during the pandemic. I have not met one person in both oh. my company and any <laughs> of the customers. So it's not about, see, one thing COVID has done in the virtual world has done, it has eliminated like the aggressive, you have to like to, you have to like work your way to get attention of physical setting. Uh, uh, uh. You don't have to do that. Honestly, you can be very, very deliberate in your communication now, whether you know someone or not. And that's the beautiful aspect right now of this virtual world. It doesn't matter if you're introverted. It doesn't matter if you never interacted with anybody. If you craft your message in a way that allows the next person to really understand, they may not even meet you. They won't know who you are at home. They don't know anything about you. You don't have to reveal anything about your personal life, any of your struggles. It's just, okay, in this situation, I need to get an answer to a question. How can I craft this message in a way where this person is going to respond? There's a lot of techniques, subtle techniques to really, really get there. It's just, okay, really personalize it. Hi, I am doing this because, and I really like you because, can you help me here? If you show the interest, they will almost always respond. Listen, there's no, the beauty about this online world is there's no, past judgments on like who you are as a person, like how tall you are, how big you, any of your, in, in, we all have our own problems and insecurities, but like that's all wiped away in the online world because the context is about really just delivering that message in a way. It's behind a screen. You can take all the time you need to get it so the other person can respond. So you get that meeting and you kind of build your relationship to go forward. Beautiful, beautiful.
uh, I think this is like the the highlight of your interview. What you just said is priceless. There's no room for judgment here, and introverts have a chance. Such an amazing uh, statement. Such a hope for introverts to come out and explore sales. Uh, this amazing uh, profession, which is so critical for if Sandeep were to compare sales to some sort of a game, what what game would that be? Let's say, is it baseball or basketball? Is it soccer? Is it cricket? Is uh, it? <laughs> I think it's a little bit of everything, honestly. So, for example, honestly, it's a, it has a little bit of every sport. We'll just say, we'll just give two sports right now, baseball and it could be applied to other sports. I'll tell you why, baseball and golf. That's a great question. It's the first time I've ever asked anything like that. So I was like, that's a great question, first of all. So the, well, I'll tell you why in baseball. So you see, you, see, you see, you have a hitter there at the plate, right? Yeah. All these different pitchers that come, you have on, first in the beginning of the game, you have a starting pitcher who will come and you have to try to get to you. And the starting yeah. pitcher has different set of pitches. He'll throw it fastball, curveball, slider, changeup. So he has different variations of pitches. Each of these variations represents like different methods from getting from the messenger to the hitter. So you have to know how to navigate through each. So hitting a fastball is very different than hitting a slider, hitting a changeup, hitting yeah. a... So they're all different types of techniques needed to hit uh, the ball. And another hand is later on in the games, because most pitchers don't pitch the full game, you'll often face a different pitcher, a different like pitcher, multiple pitchers over the course of a game. And those multiple pitchers means there's multiple people also within that company you're going to talk to. And they also have to, you have to have different approaches to attack those different kinds of pitchers. So I use pitching and baseball as an example, because listen, there's a pitcher and that pitcher has different style of pitches. Those yes. different style of pitches represent different techniques and methods you can use and different skill sets you can use and messages and techniques to frame your context to reach the people to get to them. And then on another hand, if you face multiple pitchers, some days you're going to have to face different kinds of people within the company, but you have to continue the conversation and trying to generate the leads and interest to kind of get to the people. For example, like sometimes in the bigger companies, it's really hard to get to the CEO and CEO. Very difficult. We all can't do that. And I can't do that for sure. But you, there's a pathway to get there from the lower level to the higher level where you can work your way there as well. So there's more people you have to interact with to get to the decision makers. So I think baseball is a strong example because you have to be prepared for different situational situations and you don't know what pitch and you don't know what pitcher is coming at you and you have to be ready spontaneously on your feet to really go after it. And then a second example, like golf, along with baseball, it's like a hole to hole golf. There's 18 holes in a round. Every hole presents its own challenge. And once you finish a hole, you have to move on to the next one. You have to have a short memory in sales because you have to keep in every lead. You have to go, 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 go. The past doesn't detect the future and you can't look too far ahead if you can't focus on the now. So really emphasizes focusing on the now and just really approaching each challenge for what it is out there. So if there were two sports, I would really, I guess the first two sports that came to my head were baseball and golf. And they were in two different ways. Example, baseball, because you have to face all kinds of pitches and pitchers and golf is because it's hold a whole golf. So you have to approach each situation like it's its own respectable challenge. And you have to put full on effort into the present, not worry about the past, not worry about the future, just adapt to the current conditions and focus on the present. This is beautiful. I think it's kind of like a framework, what you explained. It's, um, you know, it can be uh, developed into something bigger. So I'll take you up on that. 
so i won't let you go <laughs> later at a later point of time but this is beautiful mind blowing i didn't even imagine i could look at a game and think about it like lead generation uh, what is a playbook you know if if there is this kid who doesn't know anything about sales who comes to you he's in his high school he's built this product and he wants to show some skill and he wants to raise some funding what kind of playbook would you tell this kid let's say they are selling a website where you know uh, this this is a real case study i am guiding some students who are doing this they they have a website where nonprofits can register and people can visit and pick their own nonprofit to uh, you know uh, donate so this is like a fundraising uh, uh, a website like a collection of it let's say a platform for fundraising so what do you think uh, you would tell uh, the uh, the sales guys for such a website this is like a oddball it's it's a hard one so that's why i picked this so. that's okay no 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 let's just go with your example the oddball the fundraising for the website so we have to know who the first fundraiser who are we benefiting right now with the fundraising so yes. you, first let's look at so you have to map it out and it's about the simples it's really simple at the beginning it's who what when where why and how you always want to start with why but you know why you're in this doing this nonprofit you're doing this for a specific reason and that is because you're trying to benefit some cause right the nonprofit to benefit a cause great so you have this why why you're doing this in the first place now it's right. like okay who you're benefiting to and who is the kind of target you're going after and these are the people that are going to benefit from what I'm really working with with this nonprofit website here so now you have the reason why you're doing something for a particular person as well and then what you're kind of offering right there so these are the foundational elements okay why who and what i'm offering to get to the right people because at the end of the day you're solving a problem or you're trying to improve somebody else's life how are right. you trying to improve that person's life right there so you keep it high level focused and very pointed and targeted you can, the number one thing you cannot do because you're talking to new people the number one see the deeper and deeper you get into one of your own projects you sometimes you know too much and that's yeah. that's a dangerous part in lead generation because you have to, you've got to always remember to keep it simple because at a high level the person you're talking to is only learning about you for the first time doesn't know anything about you or what you're about so you have to think okay why am i doing what i'm doing the nonprofit who is this for then what am i doing to solve or benefit that person's life So you keep this in your back pocket and you got to explain that in 15 to 20 seconds. Then you give them an idea, okay, ooh, this is what they're doing for that. Then it's make sure now, okay. So Sandeep, I want to stop you here. I have struggled with this a lot. I have two or three careers and for me, you're talking about branding and positioning and messaging. So this seems like a marketing exercise, but here you are in sales. You're you're this expert, you know, phenomenal sales executive. account executive how do you use this marketing uh, team's knowledge you know uh, you talk like a marketing they're all tied they're all tied to you know they're very different but they're very cuz at the end of the day business is business you're still generating leads there's many ways to generate leads you get pe- people looking at your website to seeing or people looking at your social media looking at your emails activity or you have to go present that information those are the two fundamental ways to generate leads but yep. with sales our job is to go convince cuz the beauty about sales the difference and i want to be they're both very 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 important cuz you want 
to naturally build the awareness of your brand and what you're doing, the problems you're solving. So you kind of organically grow your customer base. In sales, you have to proactively, you target the specific people to go after. Right. So for example, you choose the kind of accounts it's like, hey, this would really grow our business. So you right. have to work and try to get the attention and really grab on to these people right here to really bring you on board. So that's okay. the difference between the marketing and the sale. One is the brand awareness. The other is, okay, I need to get a specific yes. group of people or a specific person on board because they're going to, we need their business and we want to work. We want to form a relationship with them. At the right. end of the day, the company is all the same aspects. The who, the who you're targeting is just more specific. The what you're offering, it's the same value proposition. It's the same subject. Marketing, it doesn't matter because it's a, you're dealing with the same subject. It, the company is still the same. Like you think of Apple, it's still an iPhone. Whether they, how would they market on their advertisement or how they sell it on the, it's still like the same point is it's still Apple's phone you're selling, or it's still like whatever nonprofit you're trying to raise money to serve a cause. So the fundamental goal is still the same. The why, the who, the what, right? Those are the key foundationals. Then how you execute that, and that's the where you can do the variations in your messaging, your communication strategies. That's where the marketing and sales will differ a lot in the how. But in terms of the why, the who, and the what, they're all the same exact because you're still going after the same people. You're still offering the same solutions, and you're in this business for the same particular purpose, or you're, you're doing this cause for the a nonprofit for the same particular purpose. Those are yeah. the foundational elements that don't change at all. It's the how it's executed. One is very soft, like awareness. The other is, okay, more targeted, like, okay, how do I get to that person? How do I get this specific person on board so we can generate a uh, business with the company? So that's the main difference between the marketing and the sales. Yeah, this is beautifully, uh, beautifully said. You know, uh, at the end of the day, it is a business and that's what is going to drive both marketing and sales. But sales, you have to be that go-getter, go out there and get people this is getting people out of their shell, you know, going and exploring the unknown. You know, one of the things which you told earlier in this conversation, I really liked it. You open the uh, email with a connection, you know, you connect with them as people. So are there any other, uh, you know, magic bullets in your kitty, which you can share, uh, you know, with people? I, I think it's very easy for me to connect with people as well. Yeah, I'll definitely great. have that tip. Uh, but what, what is it that uh, other what are the other things I can teach my team who are not so easy you know or not so open about connecting with people yeah well you see at the end of the day you're connecting over a particular reason that's your personal interest on something or else you should probably be looking for some because at the end of the day with sales the one thing to keep in mind is you have to enjoy what you're talking about because these are the conversations you're going to have day after day after day and they're going to expand the conversation from okay how do I get you on board to, okay, how do we actually work together with the, so it evolves over time, but the conversations don't really, uh, they evolve. They don't like, you don't want to dread it as it goes forward. So the number one key aspect with the sales is just enjoy what you're doing. And you have to look at, don't, sales is, it's, it's a word that can sometimes scare people. I wouldn't look at it as like just a way to Mutually connect with a common interest is another way to explore because you're trying to connect with someone to build a relationship because both of you share a common interest or both of you have complementary interests where you can kind of come together and build something really big because you can work together. So depending on the purpose, at the end of the day, it's reaching people you don't know for a particular purpose to achieve a common goal, to like build your relationship because of your shared common interest. Because at the end of the day, remember, 
the one thing you're, you're doing this for a why, a particular reason, whether it's a nonprofit, whether it's selling your music academy, whether it's you teaching, it does not matter, or cooking, or if selling your chef cookbook. You're doing this for, so you want to build a community around those who would share your principles, knowledge into what you built already. So it's just, look at it as like, okay, these are the kind of topics, the interests. Hey, we should connect because we can both benefit from this together. So find that area of connection, connection 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 you can connect on phone sometimes you can get on email with like visual storytelling sometimes you can connect like on a video conference like a live chat on their websites some events there's millions of ways to connect it could be on social media but that point of connection where there's a common bond for a common purpose that's what you should strive for. Don't look at it as in sales. Don't look, you don't need to worry about those terms. Focus on connecting for, with a purpose for the right reason and you can really go forward. I love that answer. You know, connect with a purpose, you know, and, and thoroughly enjoy what you're selling because unless you're able to do that, you can't repeatedly do this conversation. So, so Sandeep, quickly recapping, uh, you know, the highlights of our conversation until now where you know, how sales can be a profession chosen by introverts as well. That was the very first thing you said, which I really liked. And uh, you talked about the why, uh, how, who and what, uh, the, the three W's, which are very important. Uh, and uh, now you're talking about different ways of connecting when you break that ice, the very first, the hardest step in going and getting a customer. There is another uh, um, okay, we also con uh, compared sales with a uh, your two favorite games. I thought that was phenomenal, mind-blowing. So these are the four highlights of the conversation until now. Moving to the next level, something which I really struggle with is negotiation, closing the deal. Yeah. Because I'm so friendly with them until I talk about money. Yeah. I'm so friendly with them until I cannot offer a discount they're asking. Yeah. So really, this is the hardest bridge to cross. What will you tell me and the youth entrepreneurs for whom this is all so new? What are you going to tell them? Uh, that's a great question. And what I'm going to tell you is the same word at the beginning of this world. It's context. So you have to evaluate. And negotiations, There are. there's always going to be a point, no matter in any relationship, business, any serious endeavor you reach, there will, there's always a like a honeymoon period at the beginning until you reach a <laughs> point where, okay, this needs to get serious now and that'll happen everywhere you go and you cannot avoid that it's important because that's when their fears about you your fears about them kind of clash and meet together yes. right money is probably the number one biggest pain point and like conflict that two sides will face no matter where you go that point right before you make the sale and that point how much money can i get to you it's right. that's just there's just that is the point where no matter what relationship you enter there will be a clash there's just the way it is and that's why context is so important so for example if there's someone you is a high value customer where you want it's like i want to be i want i want to know this guy i want to have a re working relationship with this person for the next several years like a longer term do not let some short-term, like, do never, ever let some, like, short-term petty fights. Oh, you should do, I give you $5, $10. He got $20 off. Like, then you're fighting at the beginning over some petty. And that sets a tone because those principles, they remember. 
remember those these are very important negotiations they'll remember how you conducted those negotiations like okay this guy's very stingy you then you get a reputation in place then you lose you may win some of the short-term money but you lose that on a lot of long-term money because you didn't give that customer a good relationship now on the other hand you're like okay we're already here and i don't have a lot of time with you can we we need some money or else we're not going to do business. You can be kind of blunt with that, especially if you have some customers in the book. You can choose, listen, we all have the same 24 hours in a day. We have to choose to know where to direct our energy. Sometimes like, sorry, we cannot negotiate with this at all. I can't help you with this any longer. Now there's going to be other situations. So contextually, it's very important. Now you want someone like, we'll, we give promotions all the time, like $250 off your first inbound shipment, $500 off. We do that because we want to get them on board, especially with the community in play. We're like, okay, we want to get you on board to try us out so we can build a relationship together. That's where the importance, like, don't, don't, the more, the early part, you shouldn't be like all the petty arguments with some relationship-based sales. You better proceed cautiously. You should be willing to lose in the short term to kind of grow and build in the long term because then you get repeat business after a few months. So you have to be patient. So those are the best kind of sales, honestly, where you kind of build over time, weeks, months, years. The retention, it's not how many companies you get, it's how many customers you keep. And you want to keep relationships. You want to keep those going because that's what wins out like six months down the road. Hey, how's it going? Oh, can I do some business with you? you want to give the impression that like you're a sincere person with them. So I would strongly encourage you most of the time to pursue kinds of sales where the relationship is something you want to build over time because the relationship that's when you go forward, then the money will keep pouring in. Then they'll tell their own network. And then there's like a whole flywheel effect where they can kind of expand to their own networks as well. So really focus on relationship based sales. And sometimes if you think like transactional based, I need to save time. Then you have to hit the hard and you have to draw a hard line because you got to be careful with discounts. Like, sorry, you can't give it to everybody because then you set a standard and everyone expects these kinds of discounts. Like, so you have to be a little bit more transparent with that kind of information. So really evaluate the situation. Understand is it transactional or relationship-based? Then proceed accordingly. With relationship, be willing to lose in the short term to win in the long term. Transactional, have a hard line. And don't be willing to waste time going uh, negotiation because we all have a little bit limited amount of time and energy over the course of a day. This is amazing. You know, I always wondered uh, why sales, uh, uh, I would say sales leaders are leadership coaches. You know, they turn out to be great motivational speakers and leadership coaches. So that's what you did just now. You just gave me a quick tutorial on relationship management. And a lot of this involves emotional quotient and uh, this is leadership. You're talking about both ends. So a relationship evolves around these emotional quotient and leadership. So do you think uh, that uh, sales leaders are better leaders because leadership is in the, in the genre, uh, a, a sales-centric uh, sales CEO would be a better leader. <laughs> I'm not putting down the other. No, no, no. I, I actually, honestly, I wouldn't necessarily characterize like that. See, the one thing in sales, you got to be, you got to be careful with that term because you see, at the end of the day, the skills in sales are connecting with people for a particular purpose who you don't know. 
So even these like text, it doesn't matter what you're doing, a chef, you're still talking. If you can talk to people you don't know for a particular purpose to get something done, I think that is this, the definition of, it doesn't matter what profession you're doing. That is to me, the fundamental definition of sales is to be able to communicate with a purpose to a common community or a targeted community with people you don't know. So that's where that, I think anyone with those kinds of skills will naturally because evolve either because internally for hiring, you're bringing on people, you're not, they're not your friends and family, you don't know them. So you want to evaluate the character and say, okay, are they a good fit to work with the team? So just the humanizing aspect to kind of bring these different pieces together. If you just frame it in the way like, and this could be engineer, if you're in your room, if this is like a way where, okay, it's just a people oriented kind of business where both internally and externally with the hiring and along with the customer facing relationships and getting the businesses together and keeping your customers. I think those internal and external relationships are so important and just emphasizing the point that you need to really develop relationships with a purpose and a context behind them. And if you can do that both externally and internally, you can manage those, then it doesn't matter what profession you're doing. It just, you'll be able to really manage these different kind of pieces together pretty nicely. Fantastic. Amazing. This is like a, you know, a very holistic message you gave for all aspiring sales professionals. It encapsulated not only the human side, but also the professional needs of sales as a, you know, uh, uh, as a role in, in any organization. Before we let you go, I want to keep talking. I have so many questions. In fact, I want to, I wanted to ask you more about, you know, if you were to draw a playbook uh, for selling a, a cloud product versus a hardware product, yeah. what, in what way would they differ uh, pre-pandemic versus post-pandemic? Uh, what were the, what were the differences in the playbook? So before uh, I let you go, uh, any 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 thumb rules in yeah. sales which which come from your playbook which you want to let the users uh, you know have one or two thumb rules absolutely there's pretty much there's two keywords if you could forget everything i said in the conversation simplicity and context i cannot emphasize that in a much and like vida mentioned like every sales cycle and every sales process is different no matter what product you're selling it's very different because of that you have to approach a six month sale, like for a lot of the enterprise cloud level, for example, technology, those are long integration sales cycles where you have to connect with different decision makers, network systems in place. So you have to bring in different people together. So those are more timely. So you have to be more methodical in, in executing that process. So the context is so important in understanding, like, okay, this is not one of those high, you have to, you have to hop onto us right away or else you're going to lose out on this. No, 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 no. You have to be methodical and you have to strategically communicate the right information to the people because these are longer in the technology, in the cloud world because of the technology integrations, account-based systems. They're, they could be very, very lengthy sales cycles and each of those are very different as well. So the context is so important in how you communicate, especially with people you don't know. And on a transactional level, it's about, okay, I can get these guys on pretty quickly. How can I move swiftly with them? Because if they don't come to me, they're going to go to my competitors right away. And that's a very, and you may experience a hybrid verge of that in the technology world as well, but especially in the non-technology, in the technology, non-cloud world, I would say in technology, like I do, we do technology, but to merge, it's a quicker sales cycle. You have to move kind of like, you have to move swiftly because then they can just choose their competitors and logistics you have a limited window where they're willing to explore with their inventory because it's like unsold inventory is what we're doing dealing with so 
or fulfilling their unsold inventory. So we need to kind of move swiftly and fast or else they're gonna choose their competitors. We're not on top of some of these pipelines as well. So the context is so important and just understanding the key simple elements before every call, like the why, the who, and the what, and then how you execute it. That's a playbook that you can just, depending on your persona, it's not about what's the right method, it's what's right for you. What is the best method you communicate in that will reach the target audience? Sometimes it's email, sometimes it's storytelling, sometimes it's videos, it does not matter. At the end of the day, you're sending this message from yourself to the targeted person you're trying to reach to establish a connection for a meaningful purpose. That's how you should approach it. It could be videos, but do what's right for you. If you're not comfortable talking on the phone or making these kinds of conversations, that's okay. Now you can, you can elaborate in an email or a message to get to the right people in the right forum to get to the people you wanna reach. So just, just that's the beauty about the world we're in right now. And it, it was hard at first, but now everyone's virtual. Everyone's done something virtual. So. You can communicate in ways without even needing to even talk with the person. You can talk to them for six months without actually having an actual conversation with them. So that's the beauty about connecting with these kinds of people where you don't know. So you can pick your methods that work best. Sometimes video chat, like I love that because I love to get to know people. So I'll do that. But if you like to talk, message, kind of do your pictures, graphics, art, bring it out, do it. That's awesome. That's so clever to bring your uh, imagery out and we can see it all. It doesn't matter how you talk. It's just how you convey your message is what matters. And you don't have to talk to them to get to that point. Yeah, this is amazing. I love the way you put it. Simplicity, context, and you know, what is resonating in my head is what's right for you. You know, what's right for you. So the other end and your end, bring them together and then you figure out the how. So. Yeah. Uh, Thanks a lot, Sandeep. I don't think anyone would have answered these questions as, as uh, I don't know, would you, as creatively as you did, as energizingly as you did. I'm totally energized. I want to think about a hundred scenarios where I want to try out uh, selling something. Uh, you know, I want to target the audience and all this knowledge is going to go to my mentees in various incubators and accelerators. And before uh, you know, I part with you, I want to have you back. You have to promise that. Otherwise, you're roasted. <laughs> I got you. You know me. I got and, you. And we'll talk about, you know, selling cloud versus hardware and all of those product lines, you know, get into some real serious conversation about uh, different products and how, uh, you know, what, what is contextually uh, correct for them. So with that, thank you, Sandeep, for, uh, you know, gracing this show. It was a pleasure and honor to have you and uh, hope to uh, have you uh, again on the show. Oh, pleasure was mine. Thank you. Thank you.